<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hello guys, welcome back to the Child Care Director's Chair. I am your host, Erica Sacoccio, and I am so happy that you have decided to take a few minutes to spend with me today. I know that you are really busy running a center, and there are so many challenges that we face on a regular basis. But there's one I wanted to talk about um, that I feel like, and it could just be me, but, you know, we talk about staffing challenges, but for me, I feel like the biggest challenge I have is finding and keeping toddler teachers. So I'm probably not alone in that, but I feel like it's something that we need to talk about because there are many challenges to running a toddler room that you may not always have in other classrooms. And I know being with toddlers can certainly be very rewarding. It's usually filled with laughter and growth and endless possibilities. However, we all know it does come with its fair share of challenges for sure. As educators, it's so important that we understand and address these hurdles to ensure that we have happy parents, also maintaining a positive environment for both our staff and our children. So let's talk about the 10 challenges there's probably more, but we'll talk about 10 challenges that you could have running a toddler classroom and maybe how to overcome them. Number one is separation anxiety. Many toddlers experience separation anxiety when their parents drop them off at school. To alleviate this, create a warm and welcoming atmosphere, an environment that encourages parents to establish a consistent routine and provide comfort items from home. The other thing is try to be as consistent as possible. If you have the same one or two teachers in the morning that are doing the greeting in that classroom, really try not to um, change that or deviate that. So that's why you like to have at least two. Um, that way, if one's out, it is still that same consistency. Now, let's face it, it isn't only the toddlers who have separation anxiety, it's also the parents. There is such a change from going from an infant classroom to a toddler classroom that is so stressful for parents. Usually, an infant classroom is much slower environment. Um, you know, you don't have as many kids in the classroom. A lot of times, the infants, especially when they're really young, they're not running about, they don't have teeth, so they're not biting each other, um, you know, and it's usually a much calmer atmosphere. And the other thing too, as we, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the communication with parents, but the communication looks a little bit different in a toddler classroom. But for number one, we're going to say, you know, separation anxiety is something that really starts at that, you know, in that toddler phase. And so parents may start to wonder, why is my child crying now? They didn't used to cry when I dropped them off as a baby. What happened? Did something happen? And it really is, you know, it's just a developmental thing that happens in the, in the toddler age. So, you know, there's that. 
And then there's the communication, as I had said. You know, effective communication with parents is so important. So implement as many regular newsletters or updates, have as many parent-teacher conferences, formal and informal, and utilize the technology to keep the parents informed about their child's progress, activities, and any other concerns that may arise. And remember, when a parent transitions from an infant room to a toddler room, they're used to getting so many updates, Uh, you know, everything down to, you know, the color of the poop. And if it was runny, if it was thick, you know, I mean, there's just so much communication in that infant room. Um, You know, the babies are usually eating every couple hours. It's more frequent. The diaper changes may be more frequent. Um, So parents are just used to that level of communication. And so when they transition over to a toddler room, they may have like this feeling of loss, like they're they're not getting as much information because it looks a little different, right? Um, and, and honestly, some of that has to do with how many students you have in the classroom because that does increase with the teacher-to-child ratio as children get older. The other thing is toddlers definitely keep you on your toes all day. Now, I'm certainly not implying that it's easy in an infant room because, of course, you know, several crying babies all at once is certainly very hard and very stressful as well. However, for the most part, they're usually typically pretty safe, as where the toddlers could be climbing up a shelf, running throughout the room, uh, I, you know, jumping over every single bucket. Uh, so it looks a little different. Then there's the behavior management, because toddlers are known for their boundless energy and occasional tantrums. So establish a clear and consistent rules for your classroom and use positive reinforcement techniques. The more positive reinforcement you do in a classroom, the better chances you have that children are going to respond positively to what they should be doing. Try to redirect those negative behaviors and encourage social and emotional development through play and structured activities. And remember developmentally, as they're at this age, a lot of times they're parallel playing, they're not really necessarily always playing with each other, playing next to each other, but not together, right? And we know developmentally, sometimes we say silly things like, you know, we should, you know, I don't want to say silly, but we expect maybe a little bit too much from toddlers. Um, My teachers get very stressed at me when I say that. I'm like, they're just two. They don't have it all figured out yet. I'm 52 and I don't have it all figured out yet. But toddlers are are learning about their environment. They're learning new concepts, new things like sharing, um, which may be challenging because they're still thinking about just themselves. And they're supposed to. They're toddlers. So, you know, just thinking about what ways can you positively reinforce what should be happening in a classroom and helping children identify those really big feelings. And so, you know, when a child is having a tantrum, it's okay to say, Susie, I can see you're having really big feelings right now. I know you're upset because you want to take your shoes off, but in school, we need to have them on, right? So using that constantly over and over will help them understand that we have to keep our shoes on. And then, of course, we have the fun of toilet training. So helping toddlers transition from diapers to using a toilet can also be a challenge. Um, you have to develop that 
consistent toileting routine, provide regular reminders, and work closely with the parents to ensure consistency between the school and home. Because it's very difficult to... My cat, I'm sorry, my cat is meowing in the background here. Um, It's really difficult to be able to train, potty train at school if it's not being done at home and vice versa. So if a family has made that commitment to uh, training the child at home, you really have to help the family with that as well. And the sooner that the toilet train, the easier it is for everyone involved. And then, of course, you cannot talk about a toddler room without health and safety. Toddlers are prone to accidents and illnesses. So create a safe environment by childproofing the classroom, making sure that we're getting proper hand washing and proper hygiene practices and following health guidelines. Make sure that you are sanitizing toys and the surfaces to prevent the spread of germs, um, especially the dreaded hand, foot, and mouth. Um, It's really important that we're making sure that the children are washing their hands and we're cleaning everything very frequently because toddlers, like babies, put everything in their mouth. Um, So we have to really work really hard on that. And nap time changes are also something that can be really stressful. But you want to ensure that toddlers get enough rest during nap time, and it can be a little tricky. So you have to create a calm and comfortable sleep environment, establish that consistent routine, and communicate with the parents about their child's sleeping patterns and how they may change and the preferences. And all, I, I don't know, in your state, it might be a little different, In our classrooms in Rhode Island, we're allowed to have 12 toddlers in a group size. And uh, so it's hard to really get them all to sync up. But usually within a 30-minute time frame, um, they tend to settle down. Some may fall asleep sooner than others. Uh, The other thing is, you know, I think that you also will have parents who say, I don't really want my child to take a nap. They don't sleep at home if they take a nap. Um, or they, or you have the opposite where they want them down really early because they wake up early. So it's hard to meet the needs of everyone and everything, but you have to work really uh, with the parent to try to figure out what the child's sleep patterns are along with the classroom uh, day to day. And again, the age of the toddlers also matters because young toddlers are probably going to need a little bit more rest than your students who are going to turn three in a couple days. So keep all those things into consideration as you're um, creating your schedule for nap time. Meal times, oh, toddlers are fun because many of them are picky eaters. So catering to various dietary needs and preferences can be challenging. Also working closely with parents to understand any allergies or restrictions, provide nutritious meals and snacks, and encourage healthy eating habits through positive role modeling. So, um, you know, and sometimes parents need a little help with that. I know in our school, they'll often ask us, you know, what can I send in because my child only eats the same three things? You know, how can we get some more variety into their diet? And they really do look to you for that guidance, especially if it's their first child. So you really want to include those types of things in your newsletters in your curriculum. Um, You know, I I love, you know, introducing new types of um, 
other types of foods and snacks and things like that, of course, we always, again, want to make sure that uh, allergy restrictions and all those things are in place, that everybody is aware of what we might be serving and, you know, just try to work with families. And creating curriculum development, designing age-appropriate activities that stimulate toddler's development can be demanding. So create a well-rounded curriculum that focuses on sensory exploration, social interaction, fine and gross motor skills, and language development. And incorporate play-based learning to make it fun and engaging. For me, the number one thing I tell my toddler teachers is try to give the children as much language development as you can. And I do find that that really does help when children get frustrated or have tantrums. Um, It really does also help with curbing any type of biting incidents because the more that children can express their feelings, uh, feel like they're being heard, um, the better off your class will be. You'll have less... um, reacting. You know, you'll have less of having to separate children from fighting over toys and biting and all those things. Self-retention. Keeping a dedicated and passionate staff is crucial for maintaining a positive classroom environment. So provide ongoing professional development opportunities. Recognize and appreciate everything that they're doing because, again, it is so hard to get toddler teachers and even harder to keep them. They really do need your support. And sometimes that means maybe having an extra teacher like a float who maybe gives the toddler teachers a little bit more time out of a classroom, Uh, maybe a little bit more time working on lesson plans or bulletin boards, just kind of a mental refresh um, just to keep, you know, their energy is high. So to keep them feeling like they are not at their wit's end. Because again, toddler teachers are human. And um, it's just something that that ongoing, that that pace of the day for eight, nine hours is, a, is really hard. So you want to help them keep their patience to stay kind, loving, nurturing. And so that happens when you all work together and have that supportive team culture. And lastly, I guess we'll, we'll end it with, you know, parent involvement. Really engaging the parents and the children's learning is so important. Organize family events, workshops, and regular opportunities to encourage that parent involvement. Regularly seek back their feedback and suggestions from the parents to strengthen the partnership between the home and school connection. So by addressing these challenges head on, you can create a toddler classroom that not only makes parents happy, but also nurtures your children and has a stimulating environment for you, your staff, your children, and of course, remember patience, 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 creativity, and genuine love for teaching. You can overcome any obstacle and create a truly exceptional early childhood education program. Thank you for tuning in to the Child Care Director's Chair. This has been your host, Erica Scoscio. Thank you so much and have a great night. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. 
Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>